Welcome back to Science From Home, a podcast from the UIC Las Ganas program. I'm Veronica Ariola, Program Director of Las Ganas, or Latinos Gaining Access to Networks for Advancement in Science. I end each episode by noting that we are a federally funded program, specifically from the U.S. Department of Education through a HSI STEM Title III Part F grant. You also know that most of the people I talk to are part of our research fellowship. This is a two-year relationship we make with students who want to conduct independent research with a UIC faculty member. We only accept students to start the fellowship in the fall as they are required to take a science leadership workshop where we discuss what it means to be part of the science community, how to get the most out of the fellowship, lab safety and ethics, and our faculty members work with each fellow to identify the best lab for them. But we knew that simply being in a lab working with a faculty member was just the tip of the iceberg in their professional growth. This is when we decided that our fellows needed ongoing professional development and a way to come back together on a regular basis as the cohort they are. We identified and hired Lillian Perez, now Dr. Lillian Perez, to develop a series of workshops that guides fellows through planning for graduate or professional school, reading and analyzing scientific papers, and presenting research, among other things. In our conversation, I say that I gave Lillian a big picture idea of what we wanted to accomplish, but left it mostly to her to design. And what she gave us is the backbone of the Fellowship Professional Development. We aim not to just make sure our fellows have the experience in the lab that will prepare them for future training, but the support to plan for their next steps. And each semester we hear from fellows who are moving on to PhDs, physical therapy school, vet school, medical school, and amazing jobs in the STEM fields. I do want to note that due to Las Ganas being up for refunding this year, we are not going to be recruiting for a new fellowship cohort this year. We will continue to recruit for mentoring Conganas and other aspects of the program, but not the fellowship. With that, let's get to my conversation with Lillian. All right, welcome to Sciencing from Home. Uh, today we're going to talk to Lillian. Lillian, can you introduce yourself? Yes, hi. I'm happy to be on here. Thank you so much for extending the invitation. Uh, so I grew up not crazy about science, and now I ended up in science, so we'll get through that later. Um, my background for undergraduate is a bachelor's of science in biological sciences with a concentration in neuroscience. For graduate school, I recently defended and graduated with a PhD in biological sciences, the neurobiology uh, group and program there. And currently I am a postdoc in the pathology department, um, also here at UIC, which is where I got my PhD. And we know each other because you were a part of the Las Ganas team for a few years. Um, you were our teaching assistant for the research fellowship. After our first cohort got started, uh, we realized that we needed a mechanism to bring them back together on a regular basis after they're in the lab. Um, and the best way to do that was to uh, institute these professional development workshops that I had this idea about, um, but not the capacity to make happen. And so we brought you on board and you've done an amazing job. You've left us with the great curriculum that you and um, other teaching assistants uh, put into place. So 
thank you for that first of all. Um, what was that like? I kind of gave you this sketch of an idea and you left us, like I said, with this really great curriculum. Thank you. Um, right. There was so much to think about with the planning and um, even the implementing stages, but mainly, you know, what are the topics that need to be covered uh, that every undergrad needs to know when they're starting off in their research lab? So there was a heavy uh, portion on research development, and we complemented all of that with professional development too, um, because in addition to um, gaining research experience and learning how to do research, you know, the undergraduate student also needs to figure out how to communicate this and how to present this to people within their discipline and without their discipline or, uh, and beyond their discipline, I should say, sorry. So um, these workshops were geared towards um, helping the undergraduate become very well-versed in scientific communication, but also um, learning how to work um, in this new space and knowing what key things to take away. So uh, the research development and professional development workshops um, cover topics such as reading scientific research papers, um, primary articles mainly, um, other topics included science writing and um, oral presentations. And for the professional development, we assisted students with um, preparing a CV versus preparing a resume and comparing how those are different. Um, we also um, encouraged and helped students put together a portfolio uh, with all of their um, uh, documents and um, accomplishments or a record of the things that they have put together for their research experiences, as well as academically, such as their transcripts or a personal statement or research statements. So um, we looked at, or we, we worked on all of those things together in these workshops. Um, and in addition to that, we had many guests join, such as uh, graduate students, both at UIC and other places, when we hosted a graduate student panel to learn, you know, what the graduate experience is like and whether an undergraduate in our program should pursue that or not. The workshops were amazing and definitely met the scope of the idea that uh, Aisa and I had for these workshops. We didn't want to just release the, the fellows into the wild, so to speak, in the lab and then have them floating out there without a good tether back to the program. And so these workshops were held on a regular basis that allowed them to come back together as a community um, because I think the things that you were telling them and teaching them was that, especially at the beginning of their research experience, that a lot of them were going to be simply reading oh, yeah. um, and digesting all of this information, do an oh, experiment. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we were definitely trying to help our students on honing in on their research topic, mastering um, 
field-specific terminology, what the purpose of their work is and why it's relevant, um, making sure that each student understood key concepts in their research field um, and were able to um, explain um, any specific hypotheses or controversies in that field um, and be able to really tell another person very generally, what is the research question that they are addressing? Why does it matter? What model are you using? And what are the approaches that you're taking to answer this research question? Because every lab has its own uh, approaches or specific techniques that they um, use. So the students, you know, we had a very wide variety of uh, research disciplines from engineering to medicine to uh, actually we had a couple of students in psychology too uh, or for example mathematics so it was broad and um, we had to work with the students have them really uh, understand their specific field within within a discipline there's even niches and you know what has been really great and satisfying about the research fellowship uh, has been watching our fellows evolve from what they think they wanted to do and either solidify that idea yep. and that path or then decide that actually this other thing that I had no idea existed before I got to UIC right. is actually really fascinating. I want to keep going there. So we have definitely seen students who have entered the fellowship and have stayed on their path to pharmacy school, medical school. We actually just found out one of the fellows got into pharmacy school. Uh, I know, so exciting. Um, but then we've also had students who have flipped and made this pivot to uh, graduate school. We know that there's one at Northwestern working on her PhD. Um, and it's just really satisfying, not just that because I personally want to see them doing more research lab work, right. but for them to have this stronger grasp of what it means uh, of the path that they're on. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that through the graduate student panels that you have helped organize, allow them to make those decisions in a more educated manner, as opposed to graduate school is this fuzzy thing that I think here and uh, uh, I can only have dreams about or you know maybe I might see it on I don't know is there any pop culture grad school work we can look for to <laughs> but it does seem to be like this mystery box it was um, you know or it is and when I was an undergrad it was I never considered when I initially started off as a pre-med major um, I thought okay I'm gonna to go to medical school. I walk into chemistry and I think, oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> and I've got years ahead of this, very um, nose deep in the books and learning so much. And, and I have to tell you, uh, the reason why I switched from pre-med into um, what's called the neuroscience concentration is because of my exposure to neuroscience research when I started doing um, an internship in the laboratory at the, in the undergrad institution I was at at DePaul. So it wasn't until exposure, and that's what Las Ganas is doing actually, you know, it's providing students with the opportunity to be exposed, to have hands-on experience, 
um, and really dig deep in these different research disciplines. Um, and one of the things we did in our workshops were to evaluate our values. What is it that motivates us? What is it that we care about? And how is that in line with our strengths and what our goals are? So many students had um, this, this drive to make an impact on um, the well-being of other people. And that's why a lot of the graduate, undergraduate students in um, Las Ganas initially start off wanting to go to medical school. And it's just like you say, it's not until they have this research experience where they start realizing what other ways they can uh, contribute to um, the well-being of other people. Uh, it doesn't have to be directly in, um, in a physician's office where they're the physician. You, know, you can do bunch science, you can help advance research and ask big questions. And anyway, I, that's how I ended up in research. And I'm sure that's how many undergrads also end up changing their, uh, their field. Let's talk about your research. What, <laughs> you talked a little bit about your journey. You were pre-med, you have this research experience, moved to neuroscience. And what are you working on right now? Yeah. Uh, so right now, I am in a prostate cancer research laboratory, and um, there are many different projects going on amongst the graduate students here um, with their own specific topic. And the one that I am working on right now has to do with understanding um, prostate cancer disparities. So I guess for some context, what I'll say is... Um, there's a lot of literature that looks at uh, prostate cancer um, disease state and aggressiveness between um, white males and African-American men. And um, what the field has shown is that African-American men are about two times more likely to die from prostate cancer than white men. And they tend to be diagnosed also at a younger age and have a more aggressive disease state compared to white men. What I'm looking to investigate are the underpinnings for these differences. And um, there are various models that my research uh, project uses, such as uh, prostate cancer cell lines, but we also work with primary patient tissue um, received from surgery. Uh, so um, we examine, um, prostate cancer disease state, um, and I compare these tissues amongst um, either from African-American men or white men. Well, so, so, the, so the podcast is called Sciencing from Home, and you're in the lab today, so you're not sciencing from home, but are you taking any of this work home? Are you in the lab just like bare minimum as much as you need and then logging home your data? Right. Uh, I how has a, how has the pandemic work uh, impacted your work? Yes. Well, let me say at the start of the pandemic, I was writing my thesis to graduate, so it was very heavy on working from home, and, and that was obviously encouraged uh, locally. So um, after defending, that's I pretty much immediately started with this um, with my new position here uh, as a postdoc. And my work schedule 
was pretty hybrid. Um, we have shifts where um, not all of us are coming in at the same time. We don't want to overlap. And uh, we have limited hours during the day where we want to get done what we need to get done and then go home and analyze whatever it is or work from home however we can. Um, and so it started off uh, in a new position. Um, my work is very much hybrid, remote and in lab. Today, yes, I am in lab. Again, this is actually for a brief amount of time. We try to minimize how often we're here, um, but I actually do have to maintain some cells today, so that's why I popped in. <laughs> and <clears throat> I think I specifically have managed well, um, considering that we do have the option to work from home. Um, thankfully, RFI is like obviously very understanding and encourages us to um, have good work styles and, and isn't one of those PIs that says, oh, you have to work throughout this because, you know, research institutions are open again. Just be careful. No, like we uh, are testing weekly, all of us um, at the UIC uh, Student Center. And uh, we keep very good distance away from each other. You know, we wear our face shields when we're walking away, walking around in the lab um, with our masks. And we're doing what we can to um, take preventative measures and, and be safe near each other um, and limit our exposure here. But many of us are uh, still here in the lab working um, amongst, with shifts. Awesome, thanks. I know some of our fellows have started to go back into the lab and are going to probably be doing the same hybrid model as you. Yeah, so. and I think a lot of the time, like working from home has actually really helped me to make more of a schedule with reading the literature. There's so many papers that get published on a day-to-day -day basis and in different journals and um, even with one in one person specific field, there's no way you're going to read like every article that gets published. But you will make progress <laughs> and have to prioritize um, making the time to do it. So, so working from home has, has helped me. Again, this is a new um, research uh, discipline for me because I've been neuro from since undergrad. <laughs> but um, that's why for me, I think working from home has, has helped. And it has also encouraged that habit. That's great. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say about Las Ganas? You're working with the students, your work? Um, there are. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> well, one thing that I love so much about being able to work with the students is that as much as, you know, we can work or I myself and the other TA can work with the students directly. We were also, um, uh, again, we, we also reached out to friends and people in the community that could also be a resource for our students. So um, one thing that the Las Ganas research um, workshops really, really, I think, um, benefited from this whole working from home situation was doing virtual meet the scientists. Uh, we adapted quickly by having weekly Zooms um, with our students. And then our students were able to interact with um, professional scientists 
not just in the academic setting, but also in the industry. And um, I think they gained a lot of insight with what they can do with their degree, even if they decide that they don't wanna to go to graduate school. They could be a scientist um, working for AstraZeneca, for example, who is helping develop the next COVID vaccine. You know, we, we had a guest speaker from, from there and share his experiences with us. That was actually um, Dr. Leo Venegas who graduated from UIC as well. Um, so I think with these workshops, the students have learned so much about how to navigate their own research development, but also learning that there's people they can reach out to um, by sometimes a cold, a cold email, you know, um, or by learning from each other, well, who are your, who do you know? And um, do you mind if like I can reach out and learn about their experience to figure out if that's the right career path for me? Uh, so Lafgana's research uh, development workshops have helped so much, not with just them building their experiences um, here at UIC, but also learning how to grow beyond and taking the next step. Yeah, I, you all did a really great job at helping our fellows possibly start their professional network, um, but at least let them know that they that the people they know is is just as important as the things they know Absolutely. in terms of being professionals. So thank you so much. And I am so happy that you are sticking around at UIC so we can continue to follow your career um, and support you in whatever way we can. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for taking this time. Oh, I'm so happy to join again. Um... There's so much that I can talk about with Ghana. It has been such an amazing experience, not just for the students, but also for me. You know, I've, I've definitely like learned so much and grown, grown with the students. Um, so I also thank you for, um, for always continuing to um, support me, you know, also as a TA with the program. I miss it so much. Thank you, Lillian, for spending some time with us and the wonderful work you did to build the professional development arm of the fellowship. Congratulations again on earning your PhD. A reminder that you can find Las Ganas on Facebook and Twitter at UIC Las Ganas and on Instagram at Las Ganas UIC. You can also find us at lasganas.uic.edu. We have a Google Calendar and a Slack community too, so look for that info on our website. And again, Las Ganas is funded by the U.S. Department of Education through an HSI STEM Title III Part F grant. All opinions expressed here in this podcast are reflective of the speaker, not our funder. Until next time, please keep washing your hands, stay inside, and take care. We really, really do want to see you on campus soon.